0: Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, welcome to this episode of God Talks. Today I'm interviewing my Aunt Summer Carpenter. Give her a round of applause. All right, Aunt Summer, go ahead and give us a quick autobiography of your life and try to keep it around two minutes. Ready? Go.
1: Ready. All right. Uh, my name is Summer Carpenter, aka Aunt Summer. Um, I was born in Columbus, Ohio, uh, only lived there a couple years. And then we moved to Brimfield, Ohio, where I was raised in that area for the rest of my life. I have many siblings.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> That's I a am safe way married. to answer. It is a safe way. <laughs> um, I am married for Oh, dear. I'm going on 27 years. Or many this years. Six, like, yes, many years uh, <laughs> to Roger Carpenter. And we have four children, Faith Noah, Jonah, Joy, Faith being our oldest at 25 and Joy being our youngest. At, oh, sorry about the beeps. Um, at 18, um, she's graduating this year. I live in, I know, I live in Rootstown, Ohio on three acres and I love my family. All and of you're, my family. A, you're a teacher. I am, yes. I'm a teacher at uh, Lake Middle High School in Hartville, Ohio. I did not really have a desire to teach at all. I just liked accounting and I was in numbers, but then kind of raising my kids, being volunteering in the schools. I um, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I felt the system was definitely broken. Um, oh, yeah. And One of my most favorite mottos is either be part of the problem or part of the solution. In other words, that's saying, if you're not going to do something about it, shut your mouth and don't complain. So I said, I'll just, maybe I want to be a teacher. And that's what I did. I went to school at 40 and that was pretty hard, but I did it and I'm doing what I absolutely love to do. So
0: that is incredible. Wow. Now it's around two minutes. Not too bad at all. For, right. for someone who is really good at numbers, I can't believe that you don't know how many years you've been married.
1: I know, right? Shh, we're not talking about that.
0: No, I'm just messing <laughs> up. Oh my gosh. Um, that is incredible. What a great autobiography. Um, one thing that I love to ask people reg- before I even get their beliefs on God, I think it's cool to ask before I know whether or not they believe in God and anything like that is, can you give me a 60 second gospel? And I ask everyone this because Every single person that I've met, and I know there are some people who, who haven't been ex- exposed to the gospel, but every single person that I've met knows about Jesus, but they all have different understandings depending on their upbringing and, and what their current views and beliefs are. And so go ahead and just give me a, a 60 second gospel whenever you're ready. Uh-huh.
1: I think I'm ready. I, I think if I were to define what I think the gospel is, I would just revert to a verse, which is, um, and in my opinion, it sums up my beliefs of the gospel. And that's John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Um, to me, short and sweet, but it sums up the gospel.
0: That's awesome. You had asked me if it's okay if it's only like fifteen seconds, and that was right around fifteen seconds. And I was curious as to why. I was like, We're, "Are you just going to talk super fast or what?" But <laughs> hey, that sums it up. John three it sixteen, does. right? Yeah, that's incredible. So God sent His one and only Son. So that clearly means His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Yes. Um. So my next question, and I I already. Know your beliefs about it, but we can go further into it. Is do you believe in God? So that's a yes or no question. And then go ahead and tell me why or why not.
1: Um, so that is a yes. And um, why do I believe in God? Um, uh, it is the only place I have found a true peace. God is the only being that has given me, I, that's really the only way to say it, the, yeah. a true peace. Some people, I don't believe. If you don't know God, you don't understand what true peace is. It, you do it or you don't mean, believe that? I do believe that. Oh, okay. If you don't know God. You don't know true peace. Um, you might think you do, but there's, you don't. You, my, you talk about it all the time.
0: Peace. The yeah. peace that surpasses, all well, you add a TH. All
1: understanding. Yes. The Surpass peace that it. All understanding.
0: Yes. Yeah. You talk about that all the time. And so I knew that was going to come up, comes up right away. So yeah. it's just something inside of you that, that, you know, God is real and he gives you that, that peace that can't come from anything but God. Is that right?
1: Right. Legit feeling like it's so hard to explain. And that's what I say. I can't, I can't explain to you the feeling, but Mm -hmm. I hope that I can help you on your journey to find it.
0: That's incredible. And that seems to be such a common theme with every single person that I've talked to who believes in God. Um, specifically everyone I've talked to who's a Christian. And um, I mean, I think that coincides perfectly with the Holy Spirit and what we receive when we put our faith in, in Jesus Christ. But I mean, I already know your beliefs. You already mentioned them. But you belong to a particular religion and a particular denomination.
1: I'm You're a Christian. Say, I am a Christian. Um, do I belong to a denomination? I do not because I'm not sure my, my verdict is still out on what this whole denomination thing. I, I think that it, those are things that were added to Christianity that not divide us. Yeah, I believe they divide us more than they unite us. So.
0: Yeah, just with I mean, I allude to this all the time, but just with politics. I mean, you're either on one side or, or the other and there's really no in between. But I have I had the same struggle with denominations because I remember being in seventh grade and I grew up going to uh, first Christian church, which is not denominational My grandpa played the organ there. And my seventh grade teacher asked me what denomination it was. And I told her Christian. And then mm-hmm. she, she asked for a further explanation. I was like, I don't know. And she told me she was like episcopal or something. I, I didn't even know what it was. And I honestly didn't even learn about denominations until a couple of years ago when I started getting super into my faith. And then I, I found out um, that a couple of years or a few years ago now, a long time ago, you would identify with a particular denomination because you grew up in a, or not grew up, but you went to a Baptist church for a long time, yes. right?
1: Yes, I did. Um, and I'm not saying that Baptist is bad. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you know, you know, Methodist is bad, Catholic is bad. None of those yeah. are bad. I just my view on it is, if the church, if the religion, um, if the denomination um, preaches from scripture and does not add to or take away, then that's what I am. Yeah. So if you're a Methodist and you say, that's what I do, then, okay, I'm a Methodist. If you're a Baptist and you say, that's what it is, okay, I'm a Baptist. But it's when, and I believe that there are maybe not the denomination itself, but at least the leaders of the churches that will add to or take away. And that's Mm -hmm. what I have an issue with it. You You can't change it to what you think they actually meant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's where the waters get a little murky for me.
0: So you identify just as a Christian, but if you ask other people, they identify as a Baptist or a Methodist or, or any right. of the denominations. And you think right. above all, it's, it's a Christian. And it is, um, a Christian. is that yeah. where your, your main identity comes from? Cause you have so many different hats. I mean, you're a teacher, you're a mom to me, you're an aunt, you're, you're a friend. Um,
1: yeah. I'm definitely none of those without Christ.
0: Okay. So that impacts every other hat that you wear.
1: Yes, I shouldn't say I'm I am all of those with or without Christ, but I am not any of them well without Christ.
0: Hmm. So he makes you
1: better. He definitely makes me better. I'm not, nor do I think anybody is um, a good. No, I don't want to say good. I don't believe anybody's complete without Christ.
0: Yeah, because we know this. that's why I love there doing are good this. good people that don't yeah. have
1: Christ and bad people that do have Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. But when you Absolutely. have Christ, he
1: makes you complete if you allow him to. He gives he
0: you the ability. Be-
1: He helps you live your life to the fullest through him.
0: That's great insight. Yeah. I mean, I've met plenty of people, most loving people who don't believe in God at all. And then I've met some Christians who are not very loving. And that's not to say, I mean, that's not a universal concept. Of course, there's people on both sides who are amazing, and there's people on both sides who not so much, but I I really love to learn how people acquired these beliefs and, and how they maintain them, how they evolved over time. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, Were you raised with parents who believed in God? Were you raised in the church? How did it all start?
1: No, yes. Um, (laughs) What I remember of my childhood, and I um, have very sketchy Mm -hmm. memories. Um, Sketchy? I don't think that's the right word. Um, (laughs) Foggy, maybe? There it is. Foggy. There we go. Um, Maybe sketchy, you don't know.
0: Oh, definitely Um, sketchy. (laughs) Definitely sketchy.
1: Um, I know that we were, you know, raised Catholic, but were we really because, you know, Catholics went to church on a weekly basis, you know, that was not my childhood. It was, I was, when I was born, I was baptized and I had godparents, Um, Mm. but that was all I knew about that. You were
0: baptized as a baby? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Um, But we, we were not, we certainly were not practicing Catholics. Um, mm. I do not remember going to church as a child, um, except for maybe Easter, maybe a couple other times Christmas. during the year. Yeah. But it wasn't something when my, um, you know, when mom all came in town and, you know, your grandma, yes, my grandma, we would, we would go to church. Um, but that was it until I was probably a teenager. I think when I was 12 or 13, um, me and Ever and Char walked to um there was a church in brimfield that we went to and um we went there for a while that's actually where i remember getting saved for the first time um and that's where i think my beliefs started Mm. Uh, and then they were we we didn't go back because they were kind of very judgmental Um, what kind of church it it was hmm, i want to say baptist but i'm not sure if it's if it was.
0: You didn't even know. You're just
1: going if to right. Yeah. Right. Um, but they it was like middle of the summer. So it was very warm out. And I think we would, you know, we we walked to church. We went to church ourselves. There wasn't, you know, mom and dad didn't get us ready. Hey, let's go. We're going to church. It was no hey, one made you. Right. So wow. the three of us went to church and we went in what we had on. And a lot of times it was t-shirts and mm-hmm. uh, you know a pair of shorts. We didn't, you know, like when I took my kids to church, it was, you know, get out of that. You're wearing this. And mm-hmm. th- so when we went, we were told that we, um, I don't know exactly how they told us, but we were told we shouldn't be wearing shorts to church.
0: Wow. Yeah. Do you remember and how you started going to that church?
1: I think I was invited by our neighbors,
0: Oh wow! By not
1: the parents, even like, I think the kids. The, the kids. Yeah. Cause we all hung out. And so we just started going in the, in the teen group. Um, and it was fun. We, we, I enjoyed it. Um, mm. But then once they said that I was it kind of like turned that switch off. And I was like, well, yeah. you know, that's not what something that I think is right. Um, and then we, that literally that was turned off until I was probably 23, maybe
0: 23,
1: 23. And I what happened at 23? When, 23, 23? Well, I got married at 21, um, to Adam and when we, he was an alcoholic and that was a rougher it was a rough relationship even before as far as that I won't even get into that
0: Mm -hmm. another segment
1: that could take hours that (laughs) could take weeks um but that came to an end um and when I decided to leave I went to church I started going to church Mm. And I just on your own,
0: was there anything inside of you or you just thought, Hey, when I I was a teen, this was great.
1: Yeah. I think I definitely felt led. So I went to, um, a church in Brimfield and it was pastor Freeman whom I love and adore. He was, he's an amazing man. Um, I think he'd still be a preacher if it wasn't for individuals. Mm. Um, was that the Baptist church? Yes. That was the Baptist church in Brimfield. Not the one that I went to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was first freedom Baptist, but so you started I started going
0: to that. I started going to that
1: and at 23 and he really uh, helped me through a lot, worked through many things. Um, and after I got divorced, I kind of, I, I went sporadically.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I started uh, dating Roger and Roger was definitely a, if the doors are open, we're going kind of guy.
0: Was he going to the same church? No, no,
1: no. He, I met him through one of my friends. He was going that he was going to Harmony Baptist. That's Um, how
0: you started going to Harmony.
1: mm -hmm. Well, actually when I started dating him, I, um, started going back to first freedom. Okay. Because I definitely felt like I needed more clarity. Um, and I know that that's, I was definitely being pulled to go back to church because I was given a lot more clarity when I was there than when I was not, if I didn't go, Um, what I soon to learn was it's called God's conviction. Um, but before I really understood that I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm feeling, but I know that when I'm there, I, I'm getting some answers.
0: Um, you felt like you were growing every time you went to church. And then when you didn't, did you feel like you were declining or just stagnant?
1: I didn't feel like I was growing. What I felt Mm. like was I was at a place where I needed to be and I felt comfort. Now, now let me tell you this. When I went to that church, I went by myself. Wow. I do not like, this is going to sound weird. You're going to be like, that's so not you, but it really is. I don't like meeting people. I don't mm. like talking to people that I don't know. I, I'm very kind of shy when it comes to that. So I would just as soon come in, sit in the back of the pew right after the service started, get the service and hurry up and get out before anybody sees me. Um, mm. But I really felt, connected when I was there, not to people, but to what I was hearing. Um, And I did like Pastor Freeman, um, he would always catch me and just (laughs) felt a great connection with him. And that's where I wanted to be. I just felt complete and very at peace when I was there. And when I wasn't there, I wasn't like in turmoil or anything, but I would, was definitely like, I just want, I just want to be there. Wow. It feels so good when I'm there. Did you and feel then, that
0: same thing at Harmony when you started going I with Roger? I really
1: did. Yes. And so when the more him and I started dating, um, and I was pretty stubborn. So I was, you know, well, you're going to have to come to my church. You can't tell me I have to go to your church, but yeah, um, I eventually ended up going. And he did come to me. He, he did come with me uh, to first freedom a couple times and then we went to his and eventually we went to Harmony and I loved Harmony Baptist church. Pastor Christie was also um, an amazing man. And that's probably where I grew the most in Christ was at Harmony Baptist church. Mm. Um, wow. I, I became much closer to God at Harmony at Harmony. And, and before were-
0: we get into, to you eventually stop going to Harmony, you had mentioned that when you were just a teenager and do you remember a specific age, but, but you said that you felt like you were saved as a teenager. Is that correct?
1: I was saved at 13. Yes.
0: At 13 years old. Do you remember? I remember. How did that happen?
1: I was at that, it was at that church, that teen group. And I just definitely felt uh, the calling to, you know, raise my hand and confess my sins and invite Jesus into my heart.
0: Wow. And I think that's so cool because this is another common theme. A lot of people who, who are Christians started going to the church, not because they were raised in it, but because a friend invited them. And I like how you clarified yeah. it wasn't the parents. It was, no. it was the friends. And it I was. think that's just so incredible in the impact we can have on everyone we're surrounded by just by a simple invite to church. Yes. And one other thing when you, this is just for me, I'm interested, but when you would go to church on Christmas and Easter as a kid with Mall, was it Catholic mass? Probably. Or probably. You don't really the remember. The only
1: thing I remember is having to be very clean, neat, tidy, and dressed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> I, Catholic.
1: I can't even remember what the service was like. So I remember having a view in my head of church, being a routine you Mm. do this you stop you do this don't forget do this um i don't think i ever held a bible in my hands when i was a kid oh wow yeah and even when i went to a catholic church as an adult i remember taking my bible um but i was like are they are they gonna ask us to open what why aren't we opening our bibles yeah are we turning to scripture are we just assuming he's saying what it is i don't Hmm. And it was, that was very bizarre to me because I feel like that's extremely, I feel like if you're in a church that does not ask you to open the word and you should be, you better be reading along to see, are you reading God's word or are you reading what you believe to be God's word? That's crucial. And if you're in a church that is not reading God's word, it doesn't matter what version of the Bible Mm -hmm. you will be able to still see if he's reading from scripture and if they're not asking you to do that. You should not stay.
0: Wow. So you had talked about at harmony. That's when you grew the most. So I'm interested. The beliefs that you have right now, you're very strong in your faith. How did you eventually get to the beliefs that that you have?
1: By being in God's word.
0: In God's word. So was it more so you reading God's word or you being at a church or what? Yes. (laughs) yes okay
1: yeah harmony was pretty big at pastor Christie. was open your bible turn to this scripture blah 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 you know and he would read from the scripture uh the church itself um really had a tight community it was it was we are your church family you know we we believe that it this is important to have we're not your you know personal family but we are your church family um and we need to stay connected we need to you know we're having a ladies bible study we're Um, you know, Wednesday night, we would maybe do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But the ladies Bible studies is also probably where I grew um, a lot more because I would just dive into um, different, you know, books of the Bible and work through that. Um, And then I, as I would do that, I was like, wow, that was so awesome. When's our next one. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was one that wasn't through our church. I can't even remember where it was, but it was one of my most favorite, times in my life, because talk about diving in, it mm. was like, we're tearing this verse apart. Um, and it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, and that's how I like to study the Bible.
0: Yeah. I love that you mentioned your beliefs about if you're at a church and they don't tell you to open the Bible, well, maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe they're teaching something that's not in scripture. And I think Correct. it's so cool because I can see how that's played out in your life. I mean, growing up, you were the, the church aunt. If we had any questions about the Bible, my mom would call you, you'd answer yes. and you would literally just be able to give her the answer. And I'm not saying that everyone has to. I was just talking to someone the other day and they were worried about coming on here because they they can't just quote the scripture right on top of their head. And I'm like, no, that's not what it's about, about quoting the scripture. But that's right. something that you were actually able to do for a, a lot of different verses. And so how did that come about your memorization or not even memorization but just being knowing in God's word right. yeah knowing scripture how did yeah. that and come and that out? was
1: definitely being in God's word daily taking that time every single day to i think bible studies are amazing because um when you're in a bible study that's literally what you're doing you're studying the bible but you're not studying the entire bible you're studying a book of the bible or 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 a portion of it or maybe even a certain topic you know whatever it is but you are applying what you're studying to Mm -hmm. your life. And if you're applying it to your life, it sticks. So, and I can probably take a Bible study that I did, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago and do it again today. I would get something completely different because of where I am in my life. God's God speaks to us through his word. And that's what's so great about the Bible. A verse can have a different, meaning to you, depending on where you are in your walk of life.
0: So did you want to memorize scripture or did you feel like that was something that you had to do?
1: I don't feel like it was something that I had to do. Um, And I don't know that it's something that I'm like, man, I really want to do that. I think it's something that the more I was in scripture, the more I was able to recall something. um, And I liked that. That That was something that was that just felt right. So I I really don't think it was like, I'm going to memorize. I, I can tell you, I don't, for sure, this did not happen. I never said, I'm going to memorize this verse.
0: So it just kind um, of happened. The more you're did. in God's word, the more you were yeah. able to recall it. Right. Wow. Like
1: there's a verse that I, in my head right now, I'm saying, I definitely should have memorized that verse because um, it's one that I, I always say, if you want to get a Jehovah witness off your porch, recite this verse. Um, <laughs> and I actually did that. Um, and it's, I don't even remember. I want to say, I'm going to pull it up on my phone real quick so that I can see, but I think it's Romans 928 or nine something, um, mm. but I don't have it memorized. So it's not like I set out to remember uh, yeah. verses. It They just by being in God's word, they definitely are so much easier to recall.
0: Yeah. It's written um, on your heart.
1: Yes. You just... Very good way to put it.
0: Wow. That's awesome. So, so why do you believe in God at all? If someone asks you, how do you know God exists? What would you say? You had already talked about like a personal feeling. Is there anything externally as well? Or or is that just it?
1: Um, I would say I cannot prove to you that God is real, except that you watch his great works. Mm. So if someone is looking for proof, I would say, stop. You're Mm. on an endless journey. Um, stop expecting proof and and just open your heart and and follow and you'll find it oh wow that that really makes sense but that's kind of I mean that to me there's I don't I never needed proof I was never out to find proof it literally found me and it was just uh, there was no, there was no question.
0: Yeah. So, did you ever have doubts?
1: No, I did not have doubts whether God was real or not. There are times I, and it's not even doubt. There are times I question things that are in Scripture, and it's okay. not that I question whether it's true or false. It's, it's I question what it means. Am I? Yeah. I'm not understanding it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. different, like you said, it, different people preach it in different ways, and that's led mm-hmm. to. I mean, a lot of harm, honestly, is people putting their own interpretation on scripture instead of what it actually says. And that's a lot of times how Christianity gets gets a bad rap. And there's all these presuppositions. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that comes with the label. And it's because of people putting their own thoughts into scripture.
1: Great. And I would, you know, just say to anybody out there that's listening, all you know, three of you, just kidding, Joey. There's gonna be so many more. No, you're
0: probably right. Maybe four. I bet my (laughs) mom will listen to um
1: that if ever you hear something wherever you are, from whose ever mouth or wall or or billboard or whatever that you see, and you are you question it, you're uncertain, you're like, I don't understand it, whatever it is, you know, first and foremost, pray. You know, just say, Wow, you know, Lord. Um, I don't understand what I just read, but for some reason it's puzzling me. And I, I, I would like to understand it better because if Mm -hmm. if there's something that God wants on your heart, it's not going to leave your heart. You're always going to have that constant um, reminder. He's always going to bring it back up and say, Hey, I really wanted you to think about this. You know, um, that's that
0: conviction you were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah. That's definitely God's conviction. And, you know, don't let it give you anxiety. Just Mm. say, okay, help me, help me with this, you know, help me understand this. Don't ignore it. Don't, you know, don't say, well, I don't even want to think about that right now, because I want to do this. And this might not be, I don't want to think about what, where that's going to lead me because I Mm -hmm. might not want to do that. You're never going to have peace. If you continue to do that, you just need to say, Lord, I don't know what you're trying to say to me, but this is how I feel. I am afraid of what answer you might give me because I feel like it's going to be an answer of to do something or whatever yeah. that I don't want to do. So right. I'm just not going to ask you right now. Well, it, that's never going to go. Away. It's never a good response. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to just go to everything. And for any time I have a question like, wow, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So I'll go to my Bible and I'll look it up because somebody, if they're quoting your scripture, they certainly should have a chapter and verse. Yeah. So I'll go look it up and see and say, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, very unclear Then I may go to um, a study Bible and then I may Mm -hmm. go to a commentary, you know, and I love Google. Google helps me with, you know, a couple things. And I'll look up I'll look up a bunch of things. And if I then don't come to a better understanding, I'll just continue to pray about it. And like I said, I definitely challenge anybody who hears something that they didn't know or question or Mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, like when you whistle and you're uh, makes a dog's head turn, you know, we yeah. all do that when we hear stuff that we're like, wait, what, um, <laughs> go to, go to, you know, God in prayer and just say, I need to understand that better.
0: Wow. That is a powerful response. I think that's so interesting and in how your beliefs have changed over time and evolved, but what are the, re- cause you've learned so much, like you said, harmony has taught you so yes. much, but what are the reasons that you currently have for maintaining those beliefs because you don't attend the same church anymore where you not. acquired those beliefs and some of your beliefs have changed and so yeah. what is the the main reason you have for for maintaining these beliefs
1: because i i, I don't know how to answer that because that's where god leads me that's mm. the peace. i the the peace that i yeah and I, I feel like that's a everyone's going to be like really again with the peace thing yeah um, but that's truly you know I have a piece about my beliefs. And if there's, again, if there's something that I'm like, like there was something at Harmony that after I was there for a while, I was, I just was getting a little something like plaque buildup, if you will. Mm -hmm. I was getting a little bit of buildup and I don't want to say resentment. Maybe that's what it was. Bitterness. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. I wasn't, there were things that I didn't feel were right. And you'll, you're never going to find the perfect church Our church yeah. that everything correct when we get to heaven we'll find that church um so i'm not saying leave a church if you don't get everything you want um but there were just too many things that kept happening that you know one example of and this is silly and i'm not putting down anybody at harmony or harmony itself because again that that if it wasn't for that church you know i wouldn't be the christian that i am but there was um taking scripture out of context, I wouldn't say what they, that's what they were doing. But one of the things that sticks out in my head is, you know, Jesus turned the water into wine.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Christy said, I I believe he didn't turn it into wine. I believe he turned it into apple juice. Um, Well, I believe you're wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I just did a a project on how, drink—or well, I did it a couple of weeks ago in class, but how drinking is perceived within Christianity and how it is per how it's portrayed in the Bible. And I actually use that. Cause I remember you telling me that and my professor was just astonished. She said, are you kidding me? That's someone preaching the word of God. And yeah, I can't believe that.
1: And I think he did it with an innocent intent, at least. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, but it was wine. And if it wasn't wine, there was drinking in the Bible, you know, it said, do not be drunk with anything but the spirit. So it's not saying don't drink. It's saying, don't let anything uh, change your thought process, except God's word, except God himself, you know, so it's okay to drink, but as soon as it alters your state of mind, that's when you're like, okay, I'm going to stop, you know, that we don't want to be drunk with anything, but the spirit.
0: So you, you've already mentioned that you're a Christian and and you have beliefs about the Bible. Um, And are your, I mean, other religions follow different books that they consider, god's word and is your belief for regarding the bible as god's word just from your own personal experience you diving into it and how it's changed your heart and worked in your life
1: yes that i do believe the bible now that also could be very narrow-minded of me because i'm not one who has studied anything else it, you okay. actually religions used to scare me you know yeah. like, don't tell me about a methodist because i think i just know it i would really get so much anxiety about mm-hmm. it um, Yeah. I didn't want to dive into what a Methodist beliefs were, Catholics beliefs. I I just don't know because the only one that is right is a Baptist. Um, so very shallow. That's how you
0: used to think, you said. Uh,
1: yes, 100%.
0: And what challenged um, that belief?
1: Leaving the church.
0: Leaving the church. And why yeah. did you eventually leave the Baptist church?
1: It was so many things that were added up and added up and just
0: yeah.
1: um, very uh, overall the being judgmental of people. um, And we were actually judged. That's the
0: same thing Noah said too.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I am not okay with that. So we left and we, for a very long time, tried to find a different home. And, and we yeah. kept, you know, going to different Baptist church and different Baptist church. And I never really had that. This is where I'm supposed to be feeling. And unfortunately, and trust me, when I say this, I'm convicted on a daily basis about it, but, um, we, I kind of just stopped looking and mm-hmm. did I stop talking to God? Oh, heavens no, I'm still alive. Aren't I? And I'm not in a loony bin. So no, I <laughs> um, cause without God's word, I would either, uh, not be on the earth, or I would be in a loony bin, um, because he <laughs> does get me through each and every day.
0: Oh my gosh. That's, and I think that's so sad because the church is a place supposed to be filled with, with love and hope. And yeah. instead it turned into something that was quite the opposite. And it that's did. just so unfortunate because that's the exact opposite of what Jesus preaches and what, yeah. what the church should look like.
1: And I think I build up so many walls that when I went to try new churches, I, um, didn't really give them enough chances. I'm like, oh, nope, you're going to be judgmental. And I'm got to, nope, goodbye. Yeah. I'm going to say
0: one thing. And you're like, nope. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. It, they didn't do it the way I was used to. A, a big hang up for me was the music. You know, it mm-hmm. harmony. It was, we had the old gospel hymnal. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you weren't singing the old rugged cross, you know, God forbid <laughs> you had a drummer up there. Are you kidding me? So uh-huh. I've come a long way. <laughs>
0: Wow. You have. And now yeah, do you go to a church now? I know joy and faith like to go to a faith family. Do you feel comfortable going to a church like that?
1: I, I do. Yes. Like I said, there was, when I first started going, I was like, all righty, what is happening here?
2: Yeah. But
1: I definitely prayed about that. And, you know, I truly feel God was like, calm down, girl, mm-hmm. listen to the message, not stop judging what you're seeing. Stop doing mm-hmm. what you left for.
0: Wow. And that's
1: what I was doing. Dang. Um,
0: that's a powerful conviction.
1: It was a very powerful conviction. It was a big slap in the face is what it was. And trust yeah. me, you keep asking, he's going to smack you around. Oh, absolutely. Um, And you have to be okay with that. You're yeah. not going to grow if you're not. Um, and so that's, that is when I go to a church, I, I have to tell myself that quite often I'm like, nope, listen for the message. And mm-hmm. if you don't get a message, when you leave, come back again. And see if you get one. And you, I need to come back three or four times. And if I'm not getting fed any of those times, you, you, I have to ask myself after the first or second time, am I not getting fed because I'm not opening my mouth?
2: You know mm. what I mean by that. I'm, I'm. Yeah.
1: Um. Or is it because there's nothing there to eat? Mm. You know, am I not being fed because there's no food or am I not being fed because I'm closing my mouth? You know, I need, you need to go in and open your heart to God's word and not close your heart because one, I'm afraid to get hurt or two, it's not what I'm used to. So it must be wrong.
0: Wow, that's powerful. And that makes me think of the reason that you became a teacher was to fix the system. Right. And you said, yeah. if you're not doing anything about it, so do you have that same outlook on the church? Cause you had said, if, yes. if you're not a part of the solution well then you're contributing to the problem
1: yes and that's probably maybe one of the things that is holding you back to joining a church because if there's a need you better be willing to step up to the plate don't complain about the nursery workers if you're not ready to you know step up and be one you know don't complain about your kid's sunday school teacher if you're not willing to take on that role either and don't take on that role if you are not ready in god's word so basically keep your mouth shut and your heart open um before you start running your chops
0: that's a great outlook and it led you to a lot of amazing things i mean how was going back to school at 40 years old with with a family like how did you even make that possible
1: oh god's grace because that was just insane that was really hard yeah i was raising you know four kids and they were all young um and i was still you know i still had the daycare uh roger was doing it i was doing it um so it was it was pretty intense but because i did go back to school at uh an older age, I went with a purpose. I didn't go because you know somebody thought it would be the right thing. I went because mm-hmm. I felt I needed to, um, and so I had a different. I I craved learning, um, yeah. so it was a little bit easier in that aspect, um, but it was extremely hard to juggle the the different hats that I was.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know how you rewarding. how you do it honestly, or how you did it because well, I mean. I was going to school, getting my undergrad, and that was a a full-time job. And I couldn't imagine someone being a mom, having a daycare, and going to school. And the same thing, I'm at seminary now, and the people I go to school with, a lot of them have full-time jobs, and it just doesn't make sense how they find the time to get everything done.
1: And I don't think I did any of them to their fullest, because I don't think that you can. Um, That being said, I don't think anybody should not do it if they're feeling led to or convicted to do that, because... um, if it's where you're supposed to be, God will work it all out. But I do think I lacked in um, many things. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think I was the mother that I was when I wasn't going to school full time. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't have, do I have regrets? Sure, I do, but none that I would change anything for.
0: Wow. And that's some great advice that you gave me when I was searching for for my calling in my place and what I should do, because I was going into teaching and you just told me wherever God calls you to, and I was having doubts about my ability to do it. Cause I, I didn't grow up in the church and I lacked a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You said, if he's calling you somewhere, then he's going to prepare you for it. He's going to give yeah. you the strength to get through it. And I mean, thankfully because of your advice and the support for my family, it, it all worked out and retrospectively, I can see that. Yeah. it's where I'm supposed to be. But in the time I had those doubts. And if it wasn't for you and encouraging me, I probably wouldn't be where I am.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think that's just
0: so powerful it
1: touches my heart.
0: and you had mentioned earlier um, about you had kind of touched on who god is and so what is your perception of who god is when you pray are you envisioning god as a person are you envisioning him as a spirit you talk about the holy spirit inside of you how would you kind of sum up and i know you can't it's impossible but what are your when you think of god what do you think of
1: i don't when i think of god there's not a picture Mm. I, I don't have a picture of God, He's not an old man
0: in the sky. If
1: I were to think of a picture and it, um, you know, I, there's always that picture of the long haired Jesus, you know, that comes to mind. But that's that's truly not I don't I don't really picture anybody when I when I pray or, or whatever it is, I, I really don't picture anybody. I, that's weird now that I'm saying it out loud.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. you know,
1: if I think if I'm talking to you on the phone, I literally can see your face um, mm-hmm. in my head but I don't, that's not there for when I talk to God, which I do nonstop. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. You do all the time. Yeah. Um, And another thing that I I love to ask people is what is the big bang theory? And I love to ask this because I know that both believers and non-believers use the big bang theory to reaffirm their beliefs. And so both Christians and atheists use it to defend their belief. Um, And we were taught it in school. And I mean, I couldn't tell you, what it is, uh, right? Like if it's someone a asked TV me that, TV show, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what, what would um, you say the Big Bang Theory is?
1: Uh, the Big Bang Theory is n- not anything that I felt convicted to really figure out what it was. I know that it was some sort of an explosion, um, that, and that's how we got here. And it's that is not something that I could say is. True or false, because I do not know enough about it to say uh, that is one thing I have learned. I can't Mm -hmm. say it's not right because that was grammatically incorrect. Um, (laughs) I can't judge that because I don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. Um, My first impression is that there I'm not not that it's false, but I think it is like the trunk of the tree. And that's all anybody wants to see is the trunk. They don't want to look at all the branches that are coming from it.
0: Okay. So do you think someone can believe in the big bang theory and still agree with the creation account in Genesis? Do you think that aligns or do you think they have to be separated?
1: I would say if the big bang theory is scientifically proven to be accurate, then yes, it will align with the Bible.
0: Hmm. I like that. Noah and I talked about that the other day and just how how different scientific findings and how they align with, with the Bible. And
1: I think, I think that I think that's those that say it doesn't are those that aren't looking at some of the branches.
0: Ah, back to that branch metaphor. I like yeah. it. And then another question that I love to ask people is if they believe that all religions lead to the same God.
1: No, I do not at all.
0: No, you don't. No. Is that something that you were taught in the church or is that a conviction that you have for yourself? That, because is, a found peace?
1: that is a conviction that I have. And this is, you know, I'm sorry whom I offend, but that's okay because to each his own. And mm-hmm. that, is you know you do you boo right yeah Um, if if you are praying um to your god and you're praying to abba and abba gives you peace and you think your god is the true god okay um you're wrong but that's that's you you do you um i don't believe that you have true peace until Mm. you know god
0: and that just comes from your One, personal experience, the peace that you have found yes. through Jesus. Yes. Wow. So is that what you would say to someone who tried to to convert you to another religion is, is you have this peace that's just unexplainable without Jesus.
1: Right. And I would, if somebody wanted to convert me, you know, back in the day, I would, it would just completely give me the most anxiety ever. And I would be like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, get them as far away from me as you can, because this is not Okay. This is not okay. Stop speaking. You are Satan in the flesh. Um, That's kind of like how I felt back then. Um, Today, however, Mm -hmm. I would say, wow, I'm kind of booked for the next week, but hit me up when I've got some time. I'd love to hear what you have to say Mm -hmm. because I do feel like we need to be open because of this reason here. Yeah. If somebody's trying to convict or if somebody's trying to convince me that their God is the true God, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that mine is. So that may be my opportunity to share my God with them. Okay. And I won't be able to share my God with them if I'm not willing to listen to what their God is all about.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That is very powerful. That's a great outlook on it. And you're using that opportunity to to share with other people your beliefs yeah. and how God has worked in your life.
1: Right. So. Right. Because I am so secure and, mm-hmm. and I, have, I have that piece about my yeah. religion and my god that there isn't anything that i could hear that would at least i don't believe there are anything that i believe that somebody could i don't think anybody could convince me that their god is the one true god so yeah. give it your best shot i really would like to hear it because if mm-hmm. i'm wrong please tell me yes please show That's me the thing. where i'm wrong
0: that's what I'm open to. I want to know yes. the truth. I don't want to believe something that isn't it, true.
1: I love that you are, that you feel that at the young age that you do, because the future is wow, Joseph, where oh. you're going to go with that is, is I can't wait to see. I am taking a back seat and buckling in because you
0: I are too sweet. Stop oh. it. No, oh. one's going to believe it. You're my aunt. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Something else I love to ask people is what their morning routine is. And my brother, Jake and I have always been interested in how successful people start their day. And you hear about them getting up super early or whatever, but I've come to find out that, Hey, some successful people don't start their day with a structured routine. And so I just think it's interesting to see how people start their day in order to start off on the right foot. So what do you do?
1: I can tell you what I do and I can tell you what I should do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I literally, Have a you know, is it structured? I don't know, but it's just I get up, I usually hit my snooze probably two times. I try not to hit it more than that, but sometimes it's going to go to three or four. (laughs) Um, I get out of bed, I make my bed. I do feel like everybody should make their bed in the morning, and I'm not saying it takes me, I don't fluff the pillows, I don't throw those extra pillows on top. No, I get out of bed, I put my pillow where it's supposed to be, I pull the sheet up, I pull my blanket up, shazam, it's done. Um, that's it, but. Walk to the bathroom. Um, I might pee, uh, brush my teeth, go make my lemon water, coffee, get uh, ready for work, hair, makeup, everything, clothes, and I'm out the door. Um, that being said, I should stop, get up 15 minutes early, and spend time in God's Word. And why when I should I that? Why should I? Because yeah. that is the best way to start your day. Um, is in God's word. Now, do I believe that it has to be getting up 15 minutes early and, um, sitting down routinely and opening up your Bible and, you know, no, I can talk. I, I shouldn't say I can, I do talk to God, um, all the time. So when I get mm-hmm. up in the mornings, I'm doing that, you know, the Bible in a year with all y'all. And, um, I, I, will say my morning prayer. I do not believe you should be in God's word without praying first. Um, so I will get up and as I'm getting ready, I am praying. And is that the best way to pray? No, but it's better than not praying at all. So, you know, I'm, you know, thanking the Lord. Thank you, you know, for the great night's sleep for this and that, you know, forgive me for, you know, whatever I might've done, you know, and I will name off if if I've done something, if I've sinned and I know it off the top of my head, you know, I'll call that out. Um, and then I'll, you know, start asking the Lord. I, I pray over, you know, myself and my family every single morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I name them by name and I ask God to watch over them, keep them safe. You know, I start my day with that period.
0: And you said that you actually do listen to the Bible on, on your drive to school, right?
1: Yes, I do. So I and I won't start that until I say my morning prayer first. And so I, you
0: are in God's word every morning. It's just not as structured as getting up 15 right. minutes early.
1: Correct. So I say my prayer, which I feel if you don't pray. And then, you know, my the last thing I pray is, you know, Lord, help me to glean from your word that I am about to hear. Um, Mm. And then I will start listening to the Bible app on my way to work. Um, And sometimes I have to listen to it again. (laughs) Yeah. Because I sometimes my mind will drift Um, and I want to make sure that I hear what God I want to do that every single year, do this Bible in a year, because I think there, are, I will hear so much more each year that I didn't hear the year before. Or again, like I said, I'm at a different place. So I'm going to hear a different message. Um, Absolutely. I definitely uh, do that every morning before I get to work. And then there I am.
0: And your day is better because of it. Amen. So uh, one more thing, my, my last question is I love to ask people what advice they would give to me At my age to help me live my best life possible. So what advice would you give to me?
1: Uh, Let's see, Joseph. (laughs) Live a life where others see God through you and through your actions. um, Helping them to know. Let me start over. Trust your gut feeling. My best advice to you would be trust your gut feeling because that's usually your gut feeling, that little thing inside of you that keeps keeps you up at night, (laughs) that interrupts your thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. that's usually God's conviction. Um, Pray about it uh, and about, pray about it and over, you know, everything, you know, speak to God more than anyone else in your life, because he is your one and only true friend. Uh, He's the one that loves you more. He loves you harder and longer, you know, literally like eternally um, than Mm -hmm. anyone else, you know, know that no matter how much you love someone. And I know that Probably the person, um, I would say Jakey and Autumn, you know, your love for them is the strongest for them. Um, as as strong as you know that feeling is, God's is more.
2: Wow. And, and that's he great advice.
1: One, yeah. He's the one that's there for you. And I know Jakey's always there for you mm-hmm. every second of every day. God's there more.
0: Wow that's beautiful to think about. And I I can really see how that has played into your life. And like you were saying, living a life where other people can see God working in your life. I mean, that's very evident within your life. And so that's incredible just seeing that you're actually practicing what you preach instead of just telling people what to do. But thank you so much for coming on here and letting me interview you. It's been amazing. I love talking to you and and hearing your thoughts. Are, Are there any final remarks that you would like to give anything we didn't cover, just anything in general you want to say?
1: Um, love the Lord God with all your heart, because I promise you fellow Americans and non-Americans, <laughs> fellow people, um, I promise you, uh, he truly is the only one that will get you through absolutely every single thing. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're never going to struggle because you won't, if you don't struggle, you're doing something wrong. You're, you're certainly not listening to God. Um, because it's through our struggles where we grow the most. Um, so I definitely would say, you know, if you're searching, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop searching, find a place. God is going to just ask if you are there, God, if you are real, if you are who these people, these crazy people say you are, (laughs) show me that's all you have to say is, you know, show me and he will, but you definitely have to be listening. You know, if, if, if you, um, if you feel like, if there's something that you feel like you want to do, but you feel like, well, I don't really know that I should be doing that. Don't always believe that it's wrong because, you know, there's that saying, if you have to question it, it's probably not right. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's okay for the most part, but don't always just say, well, then it's wrong. That's something that you really need to pray about because that could be God speaking to you. Um, Uh, Because sometimes God wants to take us out of our comfort zone. And that's normally what it is, is it's that little, little bit of you thinking about wanting to do something or then saying, well, I probably shouldn't. It's not always because it's wrong. It's because there's that little voice inside of you that wants to protect you from being hurt from um, the unknown. Um, And that's that's God wanting you to step out in faith. So definitely always pray about it because he'll let you know if what you want to do is wrong or not.
0: Um, Wow. That's some wonderful advice from a very wise person. Thank you so much. No, I have to leave you with this one.
1: This was one of the ones that was the most important to me. If you are reading God's word or you hear it and you don't understand something, the best person to ask is the author.
0: Wow. Dang, where'd you hear that? You come up with that?
1: No, a gentleman, Lewis Kreider from Harmony Baptist said that up at the pulpit once. And I was like, <gasps> at first I was like, well, what do you mean? Who's the author? And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, you got me. Um, but Thanks. it stuck with me. I was like, wow. And that is that is so powerful because it is true. Anytime there's, you have a question with a verse, you can ask people as you should. But when it comes down to it, you should pray about it first. Wow.
0: That is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on here and letting me talk Thank to you. Thank you. are amazing, wonderful. Joey. <laughs> Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.